Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Joseph Shepard and your girl Miss Laganja Astranja. We're here together for our last, well maybe not last. Maybe not last, but last for All Star 7. That's right. Episode of Queening Out. That's right, the podcast where Joseph and I break down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 7 Winners Cycle. Yes, and the episode has come out. But before we even dive into it, I'm going to dive into this inbox. We had a lot of messages. We need to go through them. Let's do it. And hit all of these fans up. Our first message is from Matthew. Hi, Joseph and Laganja. I'm really loving your podcast. You both are so enthusiastic and respectful of the queens and their work. It's truly refreshing. I'm enjoying listening on my walks around my neighborhood here in Southeast London. Ooh. Ooh, London. I just wanted to write to comment on your opinions on Raja's Balinese dance. I am British, but I studied Balinese gamelan. Gamelan? Balinese gamelan. I will have that put over, <laughs> dubbed over. Um, but I studied Balinese gamelan for three years. This is the genre of music that Raja was dancing to. You noted that the eyes were fixed like bug eyes and you felt that it was not effective. I just wanted to share that my understanding is that this is a facial expression is a key part of the Balinese gong kebar dance style. And this is very different from the Indian dance style you referred to. So Raja was truly evoking this mysterious and ancient dance style in her performance, as you can see. Keep up the great work and please keep going after All Stars 7 ends. Much love, Matthew. Well, Matthew. I learned my lesson, too, that way, because I said that she looked like Bug Eyes and Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives. And my boyfriend yelled at me and he was like, no, that's not what it was. So then I did the research and figured out that's what it was. So I retract my statement. Okay, work. Well, you know, look, I love being educated. I totally hear what they are saying. I'm sure they're 100 percent correct. I think for me, you know, it just comes to what translate on television, what translates for RuPaul's Drag Race. So I still stick by my opinion, even if it is like the true correct form, because like I said, you want it to be able to translate to something on a massive stage like RuPaul's Drag Race. And for me, like I said, I just wasn't able to connect because the facial expression didn't really change. So I'm going to stick by what I said, but I hear what they're saying as well and appreciate them having her back. I'm totally sure she was 100% accurate as she has studied this dance form a lot longer than I have since I yes. have zero knowledge on it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think I would say that even if it was a ballet dancer 
and they didn't necessarily emote different types of emotions. I think I would have a similar critique, which is you just want to make sure whatever you're presenting on that stage can reach the masses, you know? And I think it's a beautiful thing that she brought her culture to the stage. Um, But I do just think that it left certain people wanting more. It's kind of like you just said all that and it really just brought up a point like models with their eyes, how Tyra was always like, smile, smile, smile with your eyes. But there are different like ways that you can emote through your eyes and your facial expressions. So totally understand. But I love it. Way to have Raja's back. We are Team Raja in this house. Team Raja. Um, Next up, we have an email from Rocco. Good morning, gals. First and foremost, love you both. A trans woman and a neurodivergent gay man having a platform and using their voices for good makes my liberal mental health professional heart so damn happy. Second, I was just listening to a recent episode and you were talking about making up religions in order to fight oppressive government determinations. Uh, (laughs) Someone cannot read today. Someone has done that. Okay, yeah. There's a new church called the Church of Prismatic Light. They currently have state recognition in Oklahoma and they're working toward federal recognition started by a mom wanting to protect the rights of her trans child. It's queer focused and all about inclusivity and it's fabulous. Check it out and please encourage everyone who can to become a member so they can petition for federal recognition. No fees or anything like that. They just need their names on the roster. A great way for those of us in the Rainbow Mafia to take a stand and fight for what we know is right. Genuine freedom, not just for reproductive rights, but for the rights and freedoms of everyone who isn't a straight, cis, white, rich, able-bodied, neurotypical man. That was a lot, but hopefully it can help do some good. Keep up the good work. Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible to hear that. Of course, my first reaction as you were reading this was like, well, I'm just not for codified religion. I believe like we should be able to, you know, have whatever it is. And like, why do we have to codify it? Why do we have to make it such a a thing? Why can't we just be in our own different sectors of religion and uh, spirituality? But I hear what they're saying, too, about putting your name on the list, helping them become legal. I think that's amazing that they've created something that is a safe space. I think we definitely need more of those. So I'm for it. I'm behind it. I'd put my name on a list if it helps them protect their children and protect the rights of my family. Yeah. And I think like looking at it, too, it's just incredible that religion does have such a stronghold here in America. But it's like if you want to give those freedoms to all the religious entities, it needs to be fair across the board. So if we need to make up something just like said there and to be able to get the freedom, why not? I mean, I was always taught if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our next email is from Sus. Hello, Laganja and Joseph. That's Sus. That's what I said. I really love you together on the podcast. Look forward to it every week. I really appreciate your chemistry and really love the way you respectfully disagree with each other. (laughs) I like you just don't sugarcoat the struggles and you have to go through uh, to be and stay who you are. I connect with you both in different ways. Joe, you shared on the pod that you struggled to go out after quarantine and not feeling well and depressed. I am not on the spectrum, but I'm hypersensitive and introverted. I always feel uncomfortable in social things. I became way too uncomfortable and isolated last May. I went to the Work the World Tour in Amsterdam. I saw Laganja and your sisters, and you were amazing. I loved it, and it was a lot, but totally worth it. Thank you. I have two siblings. I'm in the middle and always been the weird or different one. I'm okay with that. I love to be the crazy auntie and uncle to their children. 
I can't imagine how boring and being sane would be. <laughs> I accept it now, but it was harder growing up and struggling. I've been in clinics and hospitals for a long time, treated for a persistent eating disorder and depression. Now I am fine. I look passable as a normal human being. <laughs> in the eyes of my siblings, I still am the crazy and sick one. Last year, our dad died suddenly in the middle of lockdown. We did not have a real funeral because of that. Contact was always very difficult with him. I ran away at the age of 15 from home as it wasn't safe for me to stay there. He never forgave me for that. He fought for us siblings. My siblings were 11 and 17. We all have different experiences growing up with our dad. Laganja, you told that your queer older sister paved the way for you growing up queer. Your sisters had probably a different experience than you had, question. Do you ever talk with her about that? How can you respectfully disagree on such a personal topic? Because of treatment, I am okay talking about feelings and I'm not blaming anyone for anything. I know we all struggle in a way with the grief and trauma, but it is seems like it's such a forbidden subject. I hope you all well and continue the pod. Loves and luck, sus. Sus. Well, um, my sister definitely had a different experience growing up, 100%. We do talk about it, although I wouldn't say it's like a common topic. It's not, not a place I like to go with her often because I do hold kind of a lot of guilt that I got such a wonderful upbringing and that hers was a lot more challenging. Um, but I think as far as disagreeing, we don't really disagree. You know, I'm able to see exactly what she went through and understand um, that it was very different. And so I respect that. And I think that's one of the reasons why our relationship is as good as it is, is because I'm able to see the differences and, and really understand as much as one can and agree with her. So there isn't really a lot of disagreement between us um, because we're both weird. So we have that in common, <laughs> which it sounds like for this individual, may maybe it's a little bit of a different situation. Um, but I think, you know, the best advice I can give siblings that have different experiences is to really try to understand one another. You know, I think um, that actually goes with anyone in life. But I think especially with our with our blood family, you know, it's important to to me, at least to keep those relationships alive and healthy yeah. as they can be. And so that's why I try to listen more than have a reaction when she is explaining how she feels. Yeah, I can relate to you on the aspect of literally like listening and things are not always going to be great. When I came out, my brother was fully against it. He's five years younger than I am, but he was in high school. My parents were getting a divorce and he had like a tumbler. And I don't know how, but I found his Tumblr and he had a whole post on me. Wow. Basically being like, this is wrong. Like, da, 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 da. He's going to go to hell. Dibbly, dibbly squat. But it was all stuff that was taught to him through right. religion and through my parents. And literally, once he got into college, he hit me up. He apologized. He was like, I didn't necessarily like look at things this way. And honestly, we're the closest we've ever been. We text every single day. We talk every single day, no matter what. So it's it can happen. Yeah. And I think that siblings growing up, everybody's going to have a different experience. You just have to listen. Right. You have to listen. You have to kind of put yourself in their situation and think about, well, how would have I felt if I had been treated that way? Or how would have I felt if I had been raised with this sort of uh, ideology? You know, so it's amazing that for both of us, we've been able to kind of come full circle with our siblings. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are going to complete the circle after this break and get into this last episode of All Star 7. We'll be right back. Bye. 
and we're back, back, back again with Queening Out. It's time to break down this grand finale. Lollapalooza, Rollapalooza, Rollapalooza, Rolla, the final episode, the final episode of All Stars season seven. Well, the girls have their final look. It's like their eleganza exit look, I guess you would say. Which was kind of weird to me because if you remember the first look they did was like their queen of queen looks. And some of them were so extravagant and so out there. And that's what I was thinking, like, that's your crowning look. So for them to do this, I was like, is it really the like the finale eleganza look or is it like whatever you have left? Just right. put it on. I think that's because what it was. That's kind we of just what it called felt. it the grand finale, but it was totally like, all right, girls, whatever you got, pull it on out and call it your finale look. I felt the same way for sure. Well, first up, we had Jada Essence Hall in a silver, what do you call that? Beaded fringe. Beaded fringe. From head to toe. Yes. Serving you 1920s old black Hollywood glamour. It's very, also very Lady Chablis, like very yes. like, um, that's the vibe that I was getting. And then that's also who she did in the Snatch Game. Um, I thought this was gorgeous. It's a total wear it. Total, total wear it. Total she looks like a superstar. To me, this really was like a final eleganza look. I definitely felt like she had saved this for a reason and she just looked flawless. I loved the short hair with the finger wave. I love the crystal earrings. I mean, I thought she nailed it. She nailed it. You wear it well. Another person who nailed it for me was Miss Raja. I know that you guys, I've gotten comments. I know. I see it. I am not a Raja hater. I'm just saying there are certain things that Raja does that I'm not a fan of. But this... I am a fan. This alien-esque, I have no idea, insect-esque look literally looks like one of those beetles that like when the light shines on it, it like is the blue and the green and that iridescent, really cute color. Um, the eyes, the eye makeup, the headpiece, everything that she had, absolutely loved. Yeah, it's a total wear it for me too. I thought she looked spectacular. I thought this was, again, another really fine example of a finale look. I thought it was very fashion forward. It reminded me sort of of a Lady Gaga McQueen-esque vibe, bad romance with those big giant shoes. Mm -hmm. I loved the long tentacle fingers. I too found the makeup to be really interesting and beautiful. I loved the use of different color rhinestones on her lips and on her eyes. I loved the contacts she wore. I, I thought this was a really You're strong well. finale look for her. Oh, I agree. Total will wear it. Next up, we had the Vivian who came out in an uh, ostrich feather. Yes. Um, Look at her. She got good. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a lot of black ostrich feathers that come from the bottom down, but it looks like she has a top corset on and it's kind of nude. Um, would that be called a bone corset? It would. Oh, um, I didn't like this. Really? I think that I like the dress. I like the dress as its own individual. Like if I took my finger and put it on her face, great. What's wrong with her face? I think that my issue with her face is the hair. I think it's the hair color. I'm so used to seeing Viv in blonde hair. And I think that the blonde hair for me just took away from the bottom of the dress. It didn't like match or feel like a complete look. It looked like the Viv was the Viv up here. And then this is something she would never wear. So okay. I don't know. It just didn't necessarily go. I think that the dress is beautiful. I don't. I, there's a disconnect for me between the face and the dress. Okay. I see that. I mean, maybe if she had had black hair, that could have been like a very different vibe and gone with the whole black. But I really liked it. I think it's a wear it. I would totally wear this outfit. I think it's a beautiful dress. 
to me, it did leave me a little wanting more, like as from the first two that we just talked about, you know, I really felt like those were strong staple looks and this isn't as memorable, but I thought she looked expensive. I thought she looked rich. I loved the texture. Um, yeah, so it was a wear it for me. I liked it. You wear it well. Mm. To tear it. <laughs> Next up, we have our one of our faves, Miss Evie Oddly. She came out as a cake, a uh, tiered, layered cake, um, and she had like frosting hair, um, very gorgeous makeup. For me, a total wear it in certain ways. Okay. The head, I absolutely loved. Makeup, hair. I think that the dress could have been a little bit more elevated if it wasn't like a tiered cake that is completely like flat, like a rectangle. I kind of wanted it to be like curved to where the dress actually kind of looks like, I don't know. There's something, there's something about it that it looked like Shangela was going to pop out of a box okay. or somebody popped out of a birthday cake. It didn't look as expensive sure. as I think it could. Sure. I really liked it. I thought the hair and the makeup were so amazing. The lips were so cool and so detailed with those like little, I think they were half pearls maybe is what she used. I thought the hair was really genius. It's like made from caulking. You know, the really? stuff. It's like, but it's not caulking. It's actually like this foam that you put down. I think maybe it like seals cracks, like it expands. Okay. She's used it on shoes before. I've noticed that. But uh, I thought that was really creative. And yeah, I mean, did the dress look as expensive as others? No, it didn't. Um, would I wear the dress? No, probably not. But I thought overall as a package, it was a wear it for me. And I do think it was like a really good finale look for her. So I still stand by it. It's a wear it for me. But ultimately, I hear what you're saying. Maybe not about the round part. I think you're getting really carried away there. Like, what? How is a designer going to make it round? Like, girl, you're you're asking for a lot here, okay? So I didn't mind the flat shape of the tiered cake. But I did think kind of the gold drip trim on it. Like, it, it did cheapen the look a little bit. Um, but I liked it. I still stand by it. I think she looked great. You wear it well. All right. Well, somebody that I bet we both are going to agree on. Okay. Coming up next was Miss Jinx Monsoon. Okay. I in have a, to look at the picture. In a forget. very, um, she had a silver, uh, I guess it looked a silver armor piece. Oh, right. I understand she was going after the LARPing vibe. I, I know that that is a big thing that she's in. She said that she was planning to like ride into wherever in the battle, Game of Thrones style on a horse. I get it. This is my issue. Um, I think that my thing is, is that it goes with Jinx's aesthetic, but sometimes certain pieces like this armor top, they look more plastic than metal or something um, more, I don't know, expensive. So to me, it came off more Halloween-y than it did like a really awesome like medieval look, I guess you would say. Sure. Yeah, you know, for me, it is a tarot. Um, A, because I didn't remember it. I had to look at my phone. So that's, you know, obviously something that I really judge a lot. B, it felt more like cosplay. Like it, it didn't really feel like elevated fashion. It felt more like a costume. So I, and I personally am also just not attracted to period pieces, which I know is her vibe and that's her thing. And I love that for her. But for me as a queen, I wouldn't wear it. That's why it's a tarot for me. I think she looked good. I think she looked like herself and was representing her brand. 
I just felt it was a little underwhelming. It would have been a fine runway look in between, but to have it as your grand finale look, I I felt like it was lacking and it it missed a little, it, it left me wanting more and not necessarily in a good way. Especially because that first look, the queen of queens look or whatever, was so regal and so grand and she had that beautiful piece and the big red dress like, so from one to the other, like I said, that's why I think some of these outfits, I'm like, was it your right. another option you didn't do? Or you just had to use what you had, right? Yeah. Because then also in the very first of this episode, we had that little baby mini challenge that made no sense whatsoever. And then Trinity had that wig and it was like curlers in it. And then she opened it and then she pulled out hairspray and sprayed it. And I was like, what look was this for? Right. What look was this for? Right. And then Shay, when she went to dance, wore the gold rings around her neck again. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> Speaking of Shay, she comes out in. Would you like to describe this? This is a strapless gown. Um, it's got a lot of peplums. It is maybe a silk dupani uh, detailed dress, is how I would describe it. Uh, I do think it's beautiful. I am not totally in love with this particular picture because we can see she's like flat chested. And that silhouette for me on Drag Race is a little leaving you wanting more as I wear no bra right now myself and I'm flat chested. So, yeah, this one, I I would wear it. I actually would wear the dress. I do think it's beautiful. But I think for your grand finale category, it was a tear. It, it definitely it, it left me yeah wanting way more. I didn't feel like it was as elevated as it could have been. And it's also not as memorable to me. I agree. I couldn't remember it until I pulled up the picture. Same thing like what you said with Jinx. Um, I think that it is a beautiful dress. But like you said, the final eleganza, it wasn't quite there for me. Um, It would be beautiful on a red carpet for an event, you know? Yes. But to be your last and final drag look, it's like, okay, it was pretty. It was safe. Yeah. Well, next up, we had Trinity the Tuck in a... Nude illusion. Nude illusion. Yes. It is a nude illusion with a a strapped bodysuit. Like yeah, a... strapped bodysuit. And then I don't know what this pink. It's like a shoulderless pink cape. That's how I would describe it. Very Trinity, very on brand for Trinity. There was something I just didn't. I wasn't a humongous fan. I don't know what it yeah. was, but. I think because her looks this season were so incredibly like over the top and huge. I, I think of that big purple look where she had the train behind her. I think of that red look that she made with the mask. You know, this, again, it felt really safe. It's a beautiful look. Again, I would wear this dress. I think it looks great. It's super hot. It's super sexy. But for the finale, it was a tear it for me. It just left me feeling like, oh, well, this was all she had left. Again, you know, it was like, oh, they didn't get to wear like the purple dress that she wore to me is like a perfect example of final eleganza, you know, and I just felt like she had so many of those moments that this was going to be her biggest one. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, that's cute, you know, but we like to get drop dead gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And last but not least, we had Miss Monet exchange in her nude illusion bodysuit, completely bald head. And then behind is that like a it's not really like a cape, but it's like a Mm, it's like a structured I get well, it's not really a cape because it has a shoulder and it goes down below. It's like a structured piece of art behind her. I loved this look, but there was one thing that I didn't like. And I think that it really took me away. I don't know if the bodysuit was ill fitting a little bit. 
because I did see, you know, like the bunches and it looked a little too big for her. I think you were also seeing her corset, which oh. could have been causing like the lumps. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I think nude illusions are really hard. And I think anytime you are painting on a bodysuit to give like breasts or to give definition, it can go a little costumey, a little cheap. You know, this is one of those looks where it's like when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh, I love it. You know, but then when I saw it live in action and you could kind of see the material and you could see how it was constructed, I was a little underwhelmed, but it's still a wear it for me. It's really cool. It's really different. I loved all the piercings. I loved that nose piercing she had. Again, another cultural reference, but taking it into the future, which I think is really cool. And, you know, overall, a lot of her looks have left me wanting more. And this gave me what I wanted. So I I give her props and it's a wear it for me. I will say it's weird for me, too. Um, I think the only thing, like I said, was the bodysuit part. I don't know if, like you said, like the the sculpting of like the boobs and stuff, if it would have been a little bit more concise. But like you said, like those lights hit in so many different ways on the stage. You're not going to know until you get out on the stage or how you're actually watching it back, how it looks. Um, that's why I feel so bad for these girls that are on Canada right now, because they walk down this, <laughs> this runway and that lighting is the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, oh, baby, we just need some filters on their makeup. I feel so bad. So it all can deal with the lighting the and how everything goes. But those were our looks. Um, you want to take a break and then get into this lip sync, la 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 palooza? Absolutely. Let's do it. And we are back with another episode of Queening Out. We are breaking down RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 7, all winners cycle, grand finale. Grand finale. And this is a very controversial topic. It's very controversial recently with all these girls after going through this experience together. Um, So it's going to be very interesting to talk about these lip syncs and then really dive into the formula afterwards because... I think a lot of people were displeased with using the lip sync smackdown for the crown in this way. And then a lot of people feel like the results were not what they wanted. So right. The- I have a lot of interesting opinions. So oh, I'm excited. Oh, oh. Um, so first up, we had um, Kelix or Calix, and he comes out and he has a wheel um, and he's the pit crew member and he ends up spinning the wheel. The first set of girls is the um, lip sync for she done already done had hers is. So those that are not in the top four and we get the Vivian and Evie Oddly to push it by Salt and Peppa. And Evie wins, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So I agreed with this one. Yeah. This one I agreed with for sure. Yeah. I agreed with it too. I thought that Evie killed it. Her look was on point um, and she really encapsulated the song. The Vivian, on the other hand, I understand she tried to go with the comedy and she tried to go with the comical aspect. I think that she knew probably about 15 seconds in that she wasn't going to win. And so it just became, let me try to have fun. But I think the one thing that just really turned me off from the Vivian is that in the first of the episode, when they did the little like dance soul train thing, she did the exact her same move. move. Yes, I she remember She did this. her move from her video or from her whatever TikTok challenge. And then she went and did it again in the lip sync. So I was like, no, you're already done. Too many times. Too many times. We don't need to roll around on your butt. So I agree with this. I think it was a great lip sync for Evie. Evie once again showing what she can do. Her flexibility, her dynamics. I also loved the look. It was like a color block look, right? Yeah, so cool. 
yeah, I thought she killed it and I was happy. I, this one, I was like, okay, good. I agree with them. Same. Uh, next up, we had our next two, Jada Essence Hall and Raja. And they lip sync to um, Let's Hear It for the Boy. Yes, and this is when Raja won. And I'm not for sure I agreed with that. I will tell you something. I think that my issue comes down to something that honestly cannot be fixed. And that is these girls wear outfits that they do not know what the song is going to be. To where Jada was in a very different aesthetic than the song she was in. Um, I would say that she probably prepped more for Push It, Salt and Pepper, and the look and how she was. And I think that sometimes in these lip syncs, their looks took me out of the lip sync. Mm. I think Jada killed it in the lip sync. I think she beat Raja by it. But my issue became, I think that the look distracted me a little too much. Okay. The neon colors and the bodysuit. And Raja was more like simple. And this is her vibe and her music. And this sure. is what she's going to do. Um, but I didn't necessarily agree with the winner. Yeah, my best friend brought up a good point today. He was like, you know, Raja had lived that song. And so that's why he felt like she really won the lip sync is mm-hmm. because Raja was really, you know, living it and had had already experienced it. Whereas, you know, Jada was having to try to find it and make it more current for herself. So I do think that that's a good point that he brought up. But I felt overall that Jada was more exciting in her performance. You know, I, I really did. Well, we then end up having our final two from there. So it'll be um, Evie and Raja. So we'll get into that the way that they did the order. But let's get into the top four now. Um, We had the first lip sync to Judas by Lady Gaga. And that was with Jinx Monsoon and Shea Coulee. And I definitely think this one was rigged. I'm sorry. Shea Coulee killed it. I mean, she literally did the choreography from the music video. I thought her look was better. This was when Jinx wore like the black corset and black panty and had the cape, Heather, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I thought look wise, Shay looked so much more interesting. I loved that short blonde hair. It was giving me very dye Antwood. And yeah, I thought Shay just totally murdered her in the lip sync. I mean, I loved when, you know, Jinx did her cape thing. I think that was her saving grace. But for me, I definitely thought Shay killed the lip sync. I disagree with you. Okay. Um, I believe that in my eyes, it was Jinx who won that. I think that my issue with Shay was that she knew that choreography to a T. But when I was looking at her face, the face was kind of dead for me. It kind of was like, what is the choreography? And Shay, of course, had a very memorable moment in Untucked when she revealed the meaning behind Judas to her. And that I guess this was the first song that she heard outside of a gay club when she went in. And that was one of the first things that she learned to perform. I you love the outfit for Shay. I didn't like it. I w- didn't understand the little like chicken esque thing that she took off. Um, I thought that the hair was not quite there. I don't know. Like it took me away from the song. I thought that, like I said before, Jinx's look was more the embodiment of the song. Shay's look wasn't necessarily the way that I viewed it. Um, but it was close. I think that Shay fucking kicked it out of the park with the dance move. But then it started a little thing on the internet too of if you know the choreography to a song like if you knew the choreography to born this way and you were on the lip sync stage and you do all of that choreography to born this way should you automatically get it because you knew the choreography no only if you're good okay only if you're good okay but yeah i thought she was good i i don't know i i felt um 
she was alive in the face. I really did. But again, my best friend was like, no, she didn't embody it as well. Jinx embodied it more. So, you know, again, that's what makes, I think, Drag Race so fun is that Mm -hmm. we all see something different. Even though we're all watching the same thing, we see different things. We relate to different things. And, you know, as a dancer, of course, I related to Shay doing the choreography, you know, and because she did execute the choreography really well, uh, in my eyes, I, I felt like she won the lip sync. Yeah. And I but think- I will admit the chicken thing I didn't love <laughs> I didn't love that part of the outfit but I also thought it was like different and weird and fashion forward so I was like okay whatever and she took it off and I just thought the bodysuit was so cool. Well, that's why I was wondering too I was like okay did did they like you know they used all their outfits and she's like fuck I want to reveal or I want to do something and then I was like well I have this it can kind of match this right, should I right. put it on but I think that my issue started to become with all of these is that I didn't deem any of these songs finale lip sync worthy. I thought that they had a lot better songs in some of the previous lip syncs they did for the winners. Like when it was the past few weeks, I thought that they they were a lot better. But these songs, I was like, did did you use all your money on something else? This fifty thousand dollars that you're giving to another queen, you use that money. Yeah, that's what it was for. Okay, maybe so. Um, next up, we had Trinity and Monet to So What by Pink. I don't remember this one. <gasps> so I guess I didn't feature Here's it very a, hard. I'll, I'll show you the look. So maybe okay. you'll just remember the. Yeah, no, still not remembering it. I remember Trinity's look and thinking I liked Trinity's look better. But I don't really remember either one of them blowing my mind away or being like there was a clear winner here. I think that Trinity embodied the song more. Um, well, she had the hair, she but she had the pink hair. She was yeah. definitely giving you pink vibes with yes. the outfit. And I think that they both did a good job. I could have seen it going either way. Um, I do think that Trinity did a little bit better. But like you said, it's like. I feel like Monet acted the song now that I'm thinking about it. She she had different inflections in her facial features. So maybe that's what pushed her over Trinity. Because I think Trinity was more like rock star and went for the actual vibe of the song. Whereas like. Monet kind of made it more her own and wasn't necessarily impersonating pink. So maybe that's, you know, why they went with the way they did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, not remembering it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, that's okay. That's why we that's why we we do this. We try to remember <laughs> it. And then all the fans can tell us. I've been working a lot. Okay. I literally yes. just got home today two hours ago. So and to, she popped to, over here. That's dedication. To my defense, you know, I've had a, a lot going on and, uh, you know, the drag race of it all, it, it, it does become hard to remember if there isn't something super standout-ish mm-hmm. or if I don't have a super opinion on one or the other. And I feel like they both did good here. Uh, then we have our top two from the She Done Already Done Had Hers is. We have Evie Oddly and Raja, and they end up performing to um, Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves by the Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin. Once again, this song was not doing it for me. I think it's a it, it could potentially be a good lip sync song. I mean, it's from First Wives Club. Yeah. So I love it. So you're like, okay. I love it. Anything from First Wives Club, I'm like, I'm in. I don't think that Raja was the winner. I don't either. I will say that I believe that Evie potentially could have had another leg up if she would have done her wig reveal faster. Oh, I liked it. Because I think I thought it was cool. It was a shock. We thought all we thought her wig fell off and then she surprised us. But that was so good. But I think that the surprise took a little too long because you saw Rue's face 
and but Rue, that's all editing. Well, yeah, no, there was there yes. was there was a, there was an angle like this. But the I think that the thing was is that when the one wig like came back and everybody's like, oh my gosh, and then I was sitting there, I was like, oh fuck, and then it came off, and then I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, please have another wig under this, and then she did like a. Oh my god! And then it took a little bit longer. How was that? Then, oh my oh god! god. <laughs> and then she did a little like wait, and then she took it off. And then I was like, oh, okay. I think that that should have allowed her to win. Yeah, I mean, she definitely had more of a gag. I definitely think she again was more dynamic in her performance. But uh, again, going back to what my best friend said, Raja stuck more true to the song, and that song doesn't really need gags, or you know, it's really should be performed. From the soul, it's all about doing it with your sisters. And, and that's, you know, makes me think of First Wives Club. And she had on that classy look. So, you know, one of the things that the judges said that I, I was happy they said was judging from this lip sync and yeah. your entire, you know, uh, reign here on the competition. That's how we're making this decision. And if that's really, truly what they did, then I agree, you know, like and I'm happy that Raja won. I really am. I do think Raja deserved this. She's an OG. Uh, she didn't necessarily have the best track record on the show, but she performed so well. So in the end, I'm happy it went to her. Yeah. But I think if we were judging off this lip sync alone, I think Evie oddly killed it. Yeah. Then we had our final two to the worst lip sync song in the history of RuPaul's You are not Dragons. feeling these songs. What is Swish Swish for the finale lip sync song? I love Katy Perry. <laughs> but that's the best Katy Perry song we could do? No, it's the one they could afford. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was edited to filth. Everybody talked about it. Everybody's been discussing it. I mean, Monet obviously was doing better than Jinx was in this lip sync. There were, you know, a lot of cutaways between both of them. You really didn't get to see the Monet voguing or really taking the Nikki part, um, which I think, in all honesty, does a disservice to both queens. Because what ended up happening was we are so used to this lip sync format. We are so, like, the past, since season nine, does it always go the right way? No. Like, you know, sometimes, like, a queen can outdance or outdo the other, but they're still not going to win. But we're so used to this that when the song is Swish Swish and Monet is killing it over Jinx, and then we get to our winner, I think that it takes away from that win for Jinx. Like in some way, the fandom is going to be a little bit more aggravated or right. a little bit more like, well, Monet, as I saw all over Twitter, Monet won this lip sync, but Jinx won the competition. I saw that all the time. And I agree with that. Yeah. And I, I agree with it, too. And I think that that's I which was, is why I'm happy they said judging yeah. on this lip sync and, and your the, entire yeah. reign here. I'm so glad they said that. I will say I wish that the finale song would have been the spoken word. <laughs> Talk about boring, Joseph. Well, it would have been better than this. No, I stand by the swish, 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 swish bitch. Okay. I stand by it. I stand by it. What do you think? I definitely thought Monet won the lip sync. Um, and I love that she wore her outfit that she, you know, wore for her original yes! season. I thought that was really cool. And a nice tie back to where she began and where she is now. Um, again, I was underwhelmed with Jinx's outfit. But uh, I am, again, very happy Jinx won. I really do think she deserved it. Yes. You know, I know many people say that this competition was rigged for her, but I don't necessarily feel that way. I think she really proved herself 
to be the queen of all queens and so many different challenges. And even though I don't love her fashion style, I think she was truly elevated this season. She really brought it. And, um, you know, I'm happy with our two winners. I really yeah. think they represent, you know, what uh, drag is and what it can be. And they're both so different from each other. And I think that's really cool, too. Um, and I think ultimately all of these girls are winners. Yeah. And, you know, even though they may not have walked away with the title from this particular competition, they all proved why they are the winners of their season. And I think that's a huge success. And um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun watching this season because it was so nice. You yeah. know, I know we've seen a lot of comments about was there any negative critique? And there was. The girls have said this. And I'm happy they didn't show it. I'm happy we had a season of just everyone staying. Everyone's looks got to be shown. It just felt right to me. Do I want every season to be like this? Lord, no. Please mm -hmm. don't make regular all-stars like this. Ooh. Because I do think, you know, because people weren't being eliminated, the stakes weren't as high. And so people weren't as competitive. And we didn't get that drama that we love so much from yeah. the show. So, you know, I, I hope that this format was just for the all-stars, all winners. But in the end... You know, it was a great season. I left feeling happy. I left feeling satisfied. And I left feeling like even though maybe the lip syncs didn't have the real winner, if we're judging over the whole competition, yeah. these two deserved it. I agree. And I think that like I was so happy that Jinx won. I mean, she was the one that I wanted to win from the first. And a lot of people online were like, you know, going back and forth between the Monet and Jinx thing. But if I'm honest with you, I really can't remember anything Monet did in this season that really stood out. Whereas I could easily say snatch game, Judy Garland, like that, like there's certain moments from these people that I can remember extremely well because they hit a certain chord or they were great. But Monet, I feel like in my opinion, the whole season was not, I guess, as excelling in certain challenges sure. or making a really, really big staple for her. But now I feel like Monet did have a really good snatch game. Wasn't she like LL Cool J? Oh, oh uh, Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson, <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty iconic. Yes, yes. But I feel what you're saying, which is overall, Jinx had more high points than Monet did. And honestly, I think Jinx, <laughs> believe it or not, may have had more high points when it came to fashion than Monet overall. True. You know, I mean, I loved Monet's brown leather look. Oh, that was like so a Scaparelli good. knockoff. But I don't really remember a lot of her looks because she does have more of a pedestrian vibe. Whereas even though Jinx has this sort of costumey vibe, it is bigger. It is more dramatic. It is more drag, in my opinion. So, you know, I, I don't know. I really think, like I said, this could have gone so many different ways. Yeah. They really are all winners. I mean, to me, the fact that Jada wasn't in top four blows mm -hmm. my mind. Like we were on stage for Work the World and. It was the day the episode had come out and, and she went out there and she was telling the crowd that she didn't make the top four. And, and then it really, really clicked for me because even watching it, like Jada to me was in the top four. Like, are you kidding? I mean, I love Shay. I think Shay's incredible. I wanted her in my top four, but judging overall, I think Jada did better than Shay, yeah. you know? So at the end of the day, you have to remember this is a television show and it doesn't necessarily um, go by the real rules of how it would be judged. Let's say in like a ballroom scene where yeah. they're going to judge off what you just did right there in that moment. But I, I think, again, like I said, it was a great season. It was so much fun. The caliber of drag was over the top. And I think we all got what we really wanted, which was just legendary legends. Yeah, and as RuPaul says, every single time when there is a lip sync um, where somebody's about to get eliminated, 
I've consulted with the judges, but ultimately the decision is mine. Right. And at the end of the day, it's who we like. But it blows my mind that when we were at DragCon, she didn't remember Jinx's name. Right? So I'm like, was that a setup? Was it? Because you knew she was going to win the whole series. Like, I think you were setting it up to try to, like, confuse people and make it not be like, well, we didn't rig it for her. I didn't even remember her name. Tot, tot, tot. (laughs) You know, like, I was like, okay, come on now. I also think that the great thing about people not going home is that it's kind of like everybody won. Because if, you know, somebody like, let's say Raja went out the first episode, then yeah, I could be like, that's, you know, fucking rigged. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like everybody got the same thing. The only thing that Jinx got more was money. Of course, money is important. But at the end of the day, you just showcased yourself for 12 full episodes on a television show. You're pushing yourself to another extreme and hopefully gigs come through, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I think these girls are going to be booked for sure. They deserve it. Well, we're going to take a break and then let's talk about some drama that's been going <gasps> the on. The drama of it all. The drama. And we are back with Queening Out and it is time to spill the tea, Joseph. What is this drama you are talking about? I think it's just the overall season. Of, really? There have been, um, Monet went on an Instagram live and she said that she wanted um, an unofficial, um, unedited and unfiltered interview, reunion interview with all of the All Star Seven girls. Now, I did see you tweet out saying I that you were ready to, try to produce it. I said, I'm ready to produce it. I said, I'm ready to host it. And Trinity messaged me and she said, You need to reach out to Monet because I believe that she is actually trying to make something happen. Wow. So I did reach out to Monet today. We'll see what happens. Jada also messaged me and she said, hello. (laughs) And I responded and I was like, oh, hi, how's it going? And nothing. And I was like, so you saw my tweet. You messaged me and said, hello. And then you're like, whoa, fuck it. So Monet Monet really wants that to happen. Um, Evie oddly came out. Now this I saw. And she She posted. She said they lobotomized her and reduced her to a big dick person who has suffered from a chronic illness and just laughs at it all. And I was like, nail, head, hit. I mean, I totally hear what she's saying there. I do. I totally get it, too, because she was basically saying in this Instagram post that she feels like during this whole All-Star 7 time, she was really getting to know herself and she was kind of coming to the terms that her um, ED disorder that she ends up have, not erectile disorder, but the Erlos-Danos syndrome that she has, um, has been affecting her life. And she really was seeing you know, it taking over her career. And she basically believes that she was so raw, so unfiltered, fully Evie. And like you said, just making it into a joke and about dick jokes and stuff. And they took out the seriousness of Evie. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the main reasons I don't go back is because I know what happens there. And you are reduced. You have to be. Because you film for 14 hours a day and they got to make a 40-minute episode. Yeah. So reduction is just part of the process. I mean, I, I think about when Milk went back and they kind of reduced her to being sort of this egotistical, uh, self-absorbed person. Have you seen Milk's porno video? No. There's a porno video? Okay. I would watch it. <laughs> just saying. He's hot. Um, but, you know, so it's like I, I understand what these girls say. And that's why I choose not to go back, you know, because I don't want to be reduced. I know I'm a multifaceted 
uh, creature feature. And I want people to see all sides of me. And I know that on that television show, it's just impossible to. The editors have a job to do and they have to make you memorable. And, and you know, so they're going to pick your best and worst moments. And I definitely think that's what happened with Evie. And, you know, um, those were strong words that she threw out there, which yeah. I was very kind of impressed by because it takes a lot of guts to really say how you feel yeah. you potentially are shooting yourself in the foot and to never be asked back again or to participate in anything that has to do with the brand um i i know because i've experienced that um so it takes a lot of bravery you know to come forward and say look but this is how i feel and i still love world of wonder and i still love rupaul's drag race but you did reduce me and it hurt because i want people to see all these other things that i experienced in that moment um but I think, like I said, when you sign that contract, you have to know that that's the name of the game here. So, you know, as much as that sucks, I, I even wrote to Evie and said, like, look, you should be really proud of yourself. I hear what you're saying. That did happen. But I saw through that and I saw you. And, and by going back on the show, you did, you know, revive your career in a way because you allowed people to see you again. Maybe it's not the way that you wanted to be seen, but you were seen. And those of us who have a brain are able to decode the editing and see between the lines and realize that you were experiencing these struggles and realize mm -hmm. that you did laugh them off because you're a strong individual and strong individuals find humor in hard situations. So, you know, and, and she wrote back, thank you and stuff. So I hope that she continues to get more messages like that because, um, yeah, I really saw Evie and I appreciated her so much this season. And, you know, I definitely was one who didn't love her looks before and, and definitely was harder on her because she was different. And this season I really came around to her and really found what she brings to the stage super important. And so I hope she can walk away knowing that she did change a lot of people's minds, even if she was just a big dick joke here and there, she still did an incredible job. And uh, I think that could be said for many of the girls, you know, yeah. what is Monet's tea? Why is she upset? Let me. I need to know. I, I missed this one. I want to find. Yeah, she went on a full Instagram live. Not the Insta lives, girl. This is the Cliff Notes version of what went down. <laughs> Not the manuscript. Someone it transcribed is the manuscript it. on Reddit. Somebody actually wrote it. They didn't even type it. They wow. wrote it. So I'm going to call out Michelle Visturge, like Michelle Visage, I uh -huh. guess. But um, thank you so much for doing this for us. Here we go. Monet went, quote unquote, ham sandwich on the Nicki Minaj verse. Apparently, Jinx Monsoon stopped and watched her. That's why it was cut around. Um, Monet gets why it was caught, but and thinks that the lip sync for the crown is a formality. Um, Bob said he would have chosen Monet. Monet knew who the top two were going to be basically um, after the roast. So she said that she really saw the lining after watching that. Apparently, the crew all congratulated Monet after her lip sync, and they told her that she was slaying. They were clapping and screaming for her. I don't know if that's true. Maybe Monet just wanted to say it herself. They said that they're going to review All Star 7 at some point, so Monet is going to be chitting and chatting about all the ins and outs. Bob and Monet both said that they will not work with World of Wonder again and that they do not plan to come back for any All Stars or anything else. Should be interesting. If we they know really... she said that. Yeah, it was on the the live. <gasps> Not these winners shooting themselves in their foot. Right? I'm gagging for that. Um, Bob said that he is no longer a World of Wonder girl. <gasps> um, was she live with Bob? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, she, like I said, she hopes for an AS7 reunion that she wants to do. And apparently in her lip sync at the very first of her lip sync against Jinx, she had multiple lipsticks that were in her um, brawl and she had everybody's names on them. So it was the people that she basically like that were no longer in the top four. And at the very end, she apparently took Jinx's lipstick out, lipstick out and then undid it and then put it on like she was like wiping. And we didn't Jinx. see any. We of didn't that. see any of that. Wow. So. So she was really butthurt over the lip sync. She was really like. butthurt okay. over the lip sync. Um, Which I get. I get. I, I get, get too. But again, they judge the whole season. Whole season right. Um, and then, of course, we had Trinity the Tuck, and she was at a brunch last weekend. Did you see that video where she confirmed all of the Raja drama? Which was? About Raja going off on Michelle. No. I missed all this, too. You don't know any of the... Okay. What is this drama? So, I guess in episode two or three of this season, um, Michelle called out one of Raja's looks and basically was like, I don't, you know, it's not what I like, da 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 da, da. And Raja snapped back and said... Who the fuck are you to judge me? No. Yes. And she was like, who like, who do you think you are? You literally are the host's best friend. You have no degree in fashion. You don't know what you're talking about. And then when they all went off the stage and like, I guess it was done for the day or whatever. And the cameras were wrapping up, according to multiple of the girls, Raja was going off being like, this bitch needs to be fired. Like, I am not here for Michelle, blah, blah, blah. So. There was a lot of tension oh after that. Oh my God, the drama. Which I wish he was seen. That would have been iconic. Wow. Raja was not having it with She Michelle. was not having it. Interesting. So Willem had said this, I guess, like right when the season started, that he's like, I really want to know if we're going to be able to see like this something play out like between Raja and Michelle. And I took it as like with a grain of salt. And then literally every girl has confirmed it. And then Trinity just... Spilled it all at a brunch. She was like, I don't care. I live. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Joseph. You yes. just, the tea was piping hot this week. I did not know any of this. I've gagged. No, mama, I've been hitting the ones and the twos on the work the world. I was not on the Twitters. I was not in the know. So thanks for educating me. Of course, of course. Well, guys. <gasps> oh, we're gonna have Here to discuss is. what's gonna happen after. Yes. If we, I need three weeks, though. Yeah, well, we're going to take <laughs> I need three weeks off. I'm taking yes, them off. We are going to take a little hiatus. Yes, a hiatus. A hiatus. Intended. We will keep you updated on our socials. I'll keep you updated here on the pod. In the meantime, I will probably be doing some interviews here on the pod and doing all of that just to be able to give you guys some content that you guys Love can that. have. Um, but we will be chitting and chatting. I know that a few people have asked for like, to go back to your season okay. and go through oh, it, but bring on some of the girls that you worked with. Okay. Um, that sounds like horrible PTSD. I don't know that yeah, I'm down for that um, idea. Well, that <laughs> has been suggested. Great idea. Great idea. Don't know that I want to do that. Um, there's also been a lot of um, suggestions about keeping the email portion no matter what because Love. a lot of them are loving the advice that we are okay. giving through i like that um so laganja and i are going to regroup in a couple yeah. of weeks we're going to chat about what we want to do with this and we will be back so don't worry don't worry we're gonna we we're will, gonna be doing we'll be back again for sure i've enjoyed every bit of this Aww, recapping with you it's me been too. so much fun it has been fun what do you have next on your agenda well like i said i am taking three weeks off because my ass is exhausted. I'm so tired. I don't know that I've 
ever been this tired in my life, truly. Um, and then, yeah, I get back on the road and I start working immediately. I go to New Mexico this month and I don't even know. I go to three places this month and then September I'm like gone every weekend again. So the work is not stopping, but I definitely need a halt. I am starting my injections uh, with my hormones which I'm very excited about, but also nervous about because it's a lot more intense than the patch that I've been on. So uh, it was really important to me for the first three weeks of doing injections that I could have time to myself. I also have a lot of uh, other treatments I need to do like laser and um, electrolysis, which requires me to like grow out my beard. So I need that time to hibernate and not be out in public. Um, and also, you know, I think... Oh, I'm going to get emotional. I feel like recently, you know, I've just been putting so much into Laganja that I feel a little bit lost as myself. And, you know, one of the things that I want to do for these next three weeks is to take a, a break from drinking and take a break from smoking cigarettes because you're not supposed to smoke cigarettes on hormones in general, but especially with the injections because they're so much more intense. And, you know, I need to get back into yoga and I need to go on hikes and I need to sit with my dog and I need to really kind of find myself. And I'm notorious for this. I am a, a workaholic because if I work, I don't really have to feel. And I'm just seeing old patterns come back to life. And, you know, I think, um, you know, partying and having fun is just so innate, not innate, is so intertwined with my job that. Yeah, it's 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 scaring me a little bit. It's scaring me and I I feel like I'm I'm slipping and I'm losing the the person that I've worked so hard to become and I'm losing the the person that the transition has like really helped me become. So, yeah, I just need a we like to call it in Texas a coming to Jesus moment yes. and I need to just, you know, allow myself to to rest and relax and recharge and uh, you know, conserve my energy because I think as incredible as it was being back on work, the world, it was just really intense, you know, giving myself out to not only the audiences every night, but to all the queens. And, you know, I am the life of the party. That's who I am. And, and you know, late at night, it was like, even though I was done with the show, like I was still performing for the girls and still getting everyone to laugh. And, and you know, because that's who I am. But I also know, like, yeah, I, I can tell, like, I need a break. I need a second to recharge. I need a second to just really reel it in and look inward. And, um, you know, I think these hormones are going to be really intense. I do. I mean, that's why I've waited as long as I have to go this route because I wanted to be for sure. Um, you know, I've gained, I don't know, 20 pounds since starting the patch. And this is going to like amplify that a lot, but I'm ready, you know, I'm ready. And I think I've put in a lot of work and I deserve to take three weeks. You know, it's like, I deserve to allow myself to uh, experience a, a down moment of not working. You know, I saw Willow Pill had put something up. I forget which podcast she was on, maybe Nicole Byers, oh, yeah. talking about like, you know, that we have this idea that if you're not working, you're worthless and you don't mean anything. And I really feel that, you know, and I know Willow is kind of notorious for not taking work and being like, I won, I'm happy with where I'm at and I'm good and I'll work when I want to. And I really respect that. You know, I really wish that I had enough belief in myself that I didn't feel the need to constantly be reminding people and proving people and jumping off stairs in the splits. And, you know, I think hopefully 
starting these injections is really going to help remind myself like that is what I want. And that is where I'm trying to go with my life. And I have created an incredible brand and I am a staple. And I heard, you know, and all of these different venues, because I was the surprise on Work the World. No one really knew I was going to be on it. I heard the audience lose their mind. And it made me remember, like, you know, you are a legendary legend and you're yes. all right. And, you know, you don't have to keep proving yourself to people if you don't want to. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to taking some time for Jay. That's going to be amazing to be able to breathe because I... I think like I told you that I feel like I'm been coming out of like a depression tunnel and looking back on it, it kind of was like I was losing a sense of myself and who I am as an individual. And I was putting all this work, like time, effort and energy into work, my work and into everything. But what was happening is I wasn't concentrating on me as an individual. Right. I wasn't trying to help myself grow or be able to figure these things out. And yeah, it's it is freaking cool when you can do something really great with your job and do things. But then, like you said, like if you have to keep it on for, you know, the other queens and whatever, like when is your actual relaxing time? Right. When is the time that you can just be like, OK, I need to check in with myself. Yeah. And that becomes extremely hard, um, especially in our industry. It's like not. a. Yeah. Not and a I'm not good at relaxing. I'll be honest. It's not a, a, a strong suit of mine. I don't really ever relax. Um, but I, I know that, like I said, I've, I've got to force myself to, and it, even if that is doing something like a yoga where it's an activity and it's not mm -hmm. necessarily relaxing to be in 110 degree heat and like a low lunge, but for me it is. And I know for me, it helps me get centered. And, you know, I've talked a lot about my drinking problems in life. And I think a little bit on the podcast and yoga was one of the main ways that I got sober for so many years. And so it's it's sort of like a returning home. Like I always feel like when I return to my mat, I check back in and it it really forces me to, you know, look at what I want and my my trajectory. And, you know, I'm looking at my calendar for the rest of the year and she's booked, honey. So I'm like, I can't keep going at the rate I'm going. I've yeah. got to go into this with a with a better game plan on how to preserve me and my body. And, you know, um, I keep seeing from people, they say, like, look, you don't have to do the splits and it's just hard because it's like when I went to Puerto Rico and jumped off the, the two yeah. floor balcony, it went viral. I got written up. And so it's like, it's hard because I hear what they're saying. I feel what they're saying, but I also know it's what people want. It's like, I always say, it's like if Mickey Mouse showed up without his ears. So it's hard to find that balance. And I think, you know, that is what my transition has really helped me do. And I think I just kind of, got scared and was like, I have to ignore this part because now it's taking me away from what people want to see and what is going to get me on, you know, the headlines. And I just have to remember, uh, fuck it. I don't care. I need to do this other thing. I need to not be jumping off stage into splits. It's hurting me. It's making me, I mean, yeah, like my feet right now are so fucked. I couldn't believe it today. Just walking in the airport was hard. And I'm just like, Jay, you're 33 years old. Like, my mother, who's in her 70s, just had her knee replaced. And I'm like, future, I see it. Mm. Like That's going to be me in three years if I don't take a serious step back and say like, okay, you know, we're only yeah. going to do that when you pay me $20,000. Yes. And if you don't pay me that, I'm not doing that. Yes. Because that's what I deserve as a human being with a body that needs to be preserved for many more years after this, you know? But I think, like I said, in the moment and and 
you know, especially when I'm medicated and turned up, I want to give the audience what they want. I can't help it. That's who I am as a performer. So yeah, balance, I think, is something that I'm really looking forward to finding these next three weeks. And of course, then getting back out on the road and hopefully taking what I've learned in this little pause with me, you know? Hey, yeah. exciting. Me too. I'm excited too. I can't wait to just cuddle up with my dog. There's so many friends in LA that I haven't been able to see in months and months. So I just need some, you know, some good TLC. TLC. Yes. Hmm. Um, I figure it out tomorrow. Um, but basically, my lovely show, which I had been pitching and doing, um, it did get picked up by Forever Dog for eight episodes. Amazing. And I learned tomorrow, I had a meeting last week with um, Creative Juice, which is, uh, they work with Mr. Beast, who's on YouTube, and they have a fund for creators to um, basically it's like a grant okay. to put into your ideas or whatever. So I did a whole presentation for them last week. They told me that it was the best presentation, best thing that they had, like literally within a month. And I'm supposed to get my offer tomorrow to be able to Yay! really put in money behind this. So I'm going to be really happy if that happens and everything goes through. But basically, the show is called Sissy.talk. And it's going to be a late night talk show mixed with a variety show. So queens would come on. It would be like me interviewing you for five, ten minutes, very late night. Jimmy Fallon meets Z-Way. And then it might be us having to do a scene from a movie or something in front of a green screen. Just very out there cool. and just having fun because I think that. We see a lot of drag queens and LGBTQIA plus performers on television and they're doing their own craft. But who are they as a person? Sure. Who are they as an individual? Let's have some fun. We don't have those venues no. and showcasing that. We just have one or two TV shows and that's kind of what happens. And then it's kind of the rest is up to you girls to do everything. Um, so I'm excited for that to happen. Um, well, and I will and just say, even if it doesn't come through, there will be another opportunity. And as long as you keep believing in it and trying it, it will come true. You know, I mean, my best friend and I, we've been working on a show called Muse Me for years. We're in talks with a company right now. We just had a big meeting with them. They hadn't even watched the show. So it's like, I understand the frustration. I understand the struggle. Um, but, you know, if you believe in something and you have a good idea, which I know you do, you just got to keep pushing. I mean, and hopefully this is your time. Hopefully it will align and you will get the yes. But I just want to encourage you as your friend, even if you don't, to keep trying and find another way, find another person, you know, because um, I agree with you. We need a show like that. I think people would love a show like that. And um, yeah, if anyone's going to do it, I believe it's you. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to have fun. I think that was like my goal when I was when I was younger. I always just wanted to host a late night show. I always wanted to do that. And I think the thing that pushed me backwards was when I told you guys like one of the first two episodes that World of Wonder thought that I was another Joseph Shepard. Right. So for those five, six, seven years, I was doing everything out of my own pocket. And I don't think that a lot of people don't realize that. I, some people think I have a team. I have no team. Um, I normally edit every single video. I, I edit say, audio. You edit this? Yeah. yeah. I edit this. I edit everything that goes through. I make my thumbnails. I do everything. And it takes a lot out of me. And it takes a lot of like money. Any money that I make from YouTube or sponsorship goes right deals goes right yeah. back into it. So it is like I'm living paycheck to paycheck because I'm not even paying myself. But 
it's what I love at the end of the day. So those five, six years could have, I view it as like a, a year ago, I viewed it as they fucked me, but now they made I you stronger. be more happier. Like, I'm like, look what the fuck I did with me just doing it myself. Yes. I didn't have to have that helping hand. And so, it will make you appreciate the helping hand when you finally get it so much more. You know, I find that to be true too. When you do everything yourself and then you have someone who steps in and it's just like for me on my YouTube, the fact that I have an editor who does all that, it's like such a huge relief. And then you appreciate them so much more because you've done the work yourself and you know what it's taking. You know the time they're spending doing all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Sissy that talk. Sissy that talk. It's going to be coming to us, I know, in the very near future, regardless ah! of what happens tomorrow. Well, guys. That's it for Queening Out, covering All Stars 7. We, we will, did it. We did it. Season. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. I love that video of Jinx. That was hysterical. <laughs> and this is like my first official pod that I've yes. actually seen all the way through. <laughs> you know, I've had several other little projects out there that I've started and that have fallen off. So I'm I'm saying congrats to us both. Congrats to us I know both. you are a podcast king. But for me, this is a, a great accomplishment to have done a full series yes. with you. So thank you for having me. I know you had a huge selection of queens you could have had and your support has it's been a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Your support has been a lot. I'm so glad that you agreed to do it. I'm so glad that we did this together. Um, you truly are a shining light. And it's been I, I've got a lot of fan responses from this. So I don't know if this is I'm not how you feel this way just as well. But <laughs> a lot of people have wrote in and said that they feel they like, wrote in wrote in written? what do you call it? written Did in? they written in they no they wrote, wrote in. in you're right okay <laughs> it just sounded they, funny the way you say they it wrote like, in, they wrote in on, they the wrote in on a horse <laughs> um they wrote in and they basically have said how they have loved seeing you as laganja like you as an individual person as opposed to just what was on the show and really coming into your own and i really do believe that um at the end of the day yes we did cover all star seven but like I we covered a lot of other things. Yes, too. we did. Um, but we I got to know you as a human being and as an individual. And I think that also it opened you up into a different world, too, where people could see you for who you are, as opposed to, you know, yes, mama God. But right. It's It's been an amazing experience. Sad that we're ending this all star seven, but we will be back. Oh yeah, the there's too many, you. too many franchises and too many. Too many. I mean, girl, there. I think we'll be. What is next? A celebrity? There's Drag a celebrity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, secret celebrity. I'm like, secret oh, brother. celebrity. Oh. Why would you keep them secret? Don't you want their fans to watch the show? Yeah, it's that like doesn't seem like smart formatting like, to me. Okay. But... <laughs> well, um, you can follow us on the socials. That's right. At I'm, Joseph A. Shepard, and I'm at Laganja Astranja. And uh, be sure to like us and review us. Just like, because this is the last one, give us all the reviews in the world. Give Please, us all the love. All the stars. Yes, all the stars, all the legendary legend stars. Um, and, and our voice box is still going to be open, yes, right? Yes, our voice box is still going to be open. So leave us those messages because when we do get back from our little hiatus, we're going to tap into that. We're going to bring you what you want. If there's anything, like you said, that you want us to cover, you want us to do, or if it's just you want us to have a pod where we talk about pigs i don't know <laughs> i don't want to talk about pigs but just saying just let us know send us an email laganjos at gmail.com thank you guys so much we love you thanks for listening thanks for watching and we'll see you very soon in the near future bye bye guys Expose yourself. Ooh.